This episode is brought to you by LucidPoint. Are you struggling to take your IT organization to the next level? We help our customers do so with confidence. Turn your vision into reality. Call LucidPoint today. Welcome to the Quick Take Podcast, the show where you get targeted advice and coaching for executives by executives. I'm Susie Tomanchuk. And I'm James Camps. Give us 15 minutes and we'll give you three secrets to address the complex topical issues that are challenging executives like you today. Hey everyone, welcome, or I should say, hey Quicksters, welcome to hey, Quick Quicksters. Take. Hello, I'm Susie and this is James. Hi, Woo-hoo! hello Quicksters. <laughs> that was unplanned, but look how well that went. So welcome. Hey, Very James. little of this is planned. <laughs> Fair. You, make, Fair. you make it sound like this is all planned except for that. <laughs> Fair. All right. So uh, on that note, uh, I was thinking today about a conversation I had. I was, I was uh, facilitating a group this week and their director level, I'll just say. And um, I was talking about their boss because I do one-on-ones with their boss. And uh, one of the things that I've talked to their boss about, he's a VP, about really being a good listener. Mm. Because a lot of times bosses don't aren't good listeners or leaders right, are not right. good listeners. And so I, I was talking to the group about his style and what he did. And when I brought that up, everybody in the room kind of laughed because he does not stop talking. Oh, yeah. 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 It's along the, the lines of when you're good, you, you do a good interview. If you can get the person interviewing you to do all the talking, people yes. who do all the talking think you are smart. Uh, they yes. like you more when they do all the talking. Oh, yes. There is a very weird good. point of view on that. Yeah. I yeah. think that's true. I mean, socially being a good question giver does oh, create, because you make people think, and then they like you more because they think mm-hmm. you're smart. That's a total fact. Um, And, you know, um, I have had uh, so many um, uh, uh, experiences where I see people that are like, oh, my gosh, he's such a good questioner. He asks such good questions. And and, uh, that is something that I've really endeavored to get better at. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, because it is a skill uh, Mm -hmm. that is, um, you know, I think we do a great job of raising our little humans to answer questions and not ask them. Mm-hmm. And so it is a, it's a shift from our brains to, to be a good, uh, respectful mm-hmm. and intelligent, uh, uh, question askers. Yeah. And I guess if that's a good indication that you're listening, if somebody tells you you're a good question giver, that should be yeah. feedback we look for. In fact, I get that a lot. Like my, my daughter told me that her husband doesn't like when I come over because I ask so many questions and he feels like he's on the spot. So I've had to learn to like, I ask so many questions. I don't know if that's a good use case there because that's family. <laughs> exactly. But we may but, have to edit that out. <laughs> but my point is if people are saying you yeah. ask a lot of questions, that might be a good indication that you are listening. Totally agree. You can, It's very difficult to ask pertinent questions uh, if you're not paying attention. Um, and, and I think that that's, that, you know, that goes to one, somebody really smart, uh, once told me that, um, you know, if, uh, um, instead of thinking about what you were going to say next, you should think about the next question you <gasps> ask. Uh, brilliant. Yes. Yes. Just for the record, that was you who told me <laughs> that you were the really smart person. So, um, that is, that's a, a really great, 
um, I, I, I think that's my number one thing. My first mm-hmm. of my three uh, great recommendations, that is number one that, uh, you know, when you're, when you're sitting there and like, I think we all know that that person where you can tell that they are just champing at the bit to say the thing they've been wanting to say. And sometimes they get so lost in what you're saying that they, that you've moved on to another topic and they're going to go back three topics ago. Mm-hmm. Um, people are often more interested about what they have to say next. Um, the one-upsmans, the uh, me too's, uh, but the, you know, the, the really interesting people are the ones that are thinking about the next question to ask. And so first advice, uh, first big takeaway, uh, I would give is to be a, a good listener. Think about the thing you're going to ask next. Have you started incorporating that? I do it all the time. Um, you know, it's funny how you get caught up in, and it's very meta when you start thinking about the thing you're going to say, and, and then you start thinking about why you think you need to say that. And then, and then you start thinking about the question and, and it does give you, if nothing else, an incredible amount of presence uh, and you being very aware of the conversation. And I think that's the most interesting thing uh, is really just being present in the discussion versus, you know, um, making a, a narcissistic uh, addition to the conversation. <laughs> well, and I just did it to you. Instead of commenting. I know, I saw that coming. I, yes, I uh, you did not. Coming. Now you're saying that. <laughs> but, you know, the, uh, another thing, to be honest, is sometimes I worry that my I'm going to forget my point. And so mm. I try to think about, like, thinking about the next question. But if I do think, I, I'll quickly jot down a, a word or two so that I can come back to it. So I can kind of honor the person in front of me. But thinking about the next question. Well, I think that's the presence, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's about being present. Um, and, um, and sometimes, sure, you know, you can get like when I moderate panels, I barely have any idea what people are saying, right? Because I'm 1000% thinking about the next four questions. Yeah. And so I'm not interested in what they're saying mostly because I'm really interested in getting them to say it so that the audience can hear it, but it does take like an entire different part of my brain to Mm -hmm. be thinking about the next few questions. And so it's just a really interesting muscle. Um, and you have to give it some thought. It, it gets your mindset around right. them and not you. Well, and I think the second piece of advice, I think dovetails on that really well, which is, um, and I think uh, this is also a, a Susie Tomanchuk special, which is that your question should be less, no more than seven words. So what that means is ask, what's, how do you put it? You said it so succinctly. How do you say it? You ask a question that's so short that right. it doesn't have any of the answer in it. It's just, it's very right. general. Uh, it's a very yeah. general question that makes them think. So right. seven so words or less. Seven words or less. Seven mm-hmm. words or less in your question forces, uh, and I, I, it makes me laugh how often people ask questions with an answer. Or my favorite, mm-hmm. the most hated is when people, um, what is the phrase? When they undermine or they caveat or they somehow uh, pre, uh, pre-undersell the statement. Um, and it is, it is a, it's a habit and I know a lot totally. of us do it, uh, but ultimately, boy, if you're thinking like, number one, I should be asking more questions. So I'm going to start thinking about the questions Two, My question is not going to have any sort of caveats or precursors or understatements. I'm just going to ask the question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be seven words or less. That's an engagement. That's a powerful way mm-hmm. of ensuring that you have a conversation. Absolutely. And that came from Gallup, by the way, that's not mine. Um, And also just to give an example of that, I had to talk, I told uh, one of my clients this week, I've noticed that she always starts her answer with, this is just my opinion, but 
Oh, yeah. And I'm like, stop. Right, you right. Know, there's no reason for that. I know it's your opinion. If it's not your opinion, <laughs> feel free to say that. <laughs> but so, the, the reality is that we know it came out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good one. It takes away from too. your point. So it, it does. It does. It waters it down. Okay. So what's your third one? My third one is, um, you know, I always like to really work hard to make sure that people that are part of the conversation are all included. And, and inclusive engagement and inclusive conversations are much more interesting. And I do feel a lot of um, power comes uh, as a leader for you to turn to somebody and say, hey, Jerry, what's your thoughts? Rachel, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, so less than seven words in my question. But, you know, encouraging people to be part of the conversation goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And um, invariably, uh, th- those people will say something along the lines of, well, I was going to bring this up or I wanted to say this, yeah. but I couldn't find a word or couldn't find a moment. Um, not everybody has the sharp elbows and, and quick wit to be able to respond uh, and interject at that given moment and, and affording them the opportunity to uh, be part of the discussion makes that, you know, that type of conversation so much more powerful. I think that's great. I think another thing as a facilitator, I believe that when you call on people, it takes away the pressure of having oh, a really thought out answer, they can kind of think on their, so it doesn't, it doesn't feel as perfected. So I think it also gives them a little bit of, um, ease. Yeah. It gives them, it takes the pressure off. Mm -hmm. You know, I get, there's a double-edged sword, right? I mean, nobody wants to be called on there. Some people, well, let's just put it this way. Some people would love to be called on because they don't feel like they need to have a great answer. Other people would rather have a stick poked in their eye than be called on. So (laughs) it isn't the same for everyone. Uh, But your point is really valid, which is, you know, calling on people does give them license to speak, if nothing else. Yeah. You know, I think that's an interesting point I want to just kind of dwell on for a minute is if you are building a leadership team that needs to build that muscle, it's up to you to also give them those opportunities to make them mm. a little bit uncomfortable so that they can show up that way. So they get a little bit more comfortable instead of feeling like they, maybe they always will feel like they want that stick in their eye, but yeah, you know, I think that, uh, the nuance there and I, and I have a, a person that I worked with for a long time who worked directly for me, who had a very different style than I did. And I was younger in my career. And so I worked really hard to make her like me. Okay, I'm going to get you into Toastmasters. I'm going to get you in public speaking, and I'm going to make you a great public speaker. And then it occurred to me after finding that was to be incredibly not working, was that what I was really trying to do was to get her to be more influential. And she was influential in different ways. Yeah. And so, so by engaging, allowing her to engage and become influential in her own way, avoided the stick in the eye. And so um, I think when we, if we're talking about how to be a communicator, let's remember that sometimes the conference room isn't how it gets done. You know, sometimes it's the the pre-meeting, sometimes it's the after meeting. You know, you want to ask good questions and you want to ask short questions. We also have to know people are going to ask and influence in their own way. You made such a good point that this could be a, a whole nother episode, but you have to individualize your leadership yeah, and think about yeah, what that person true. needs. And that's a, what's such a great question for you to ask yourself. What mm-hmm. is this person really trying to build and right. how can I help them? Right, 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 right. In the good right stuff. way. We're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah. This next week, the Dunning Kruger effect <laughs> and how it affects your podcast. <laughs> One of the reasons we were talking about doing listening, and this may seem like a basic thing, but I see it being a challenge for leaders all the time. And so mm-hmm. you and I are going to do this is going to be a series of three on back right. to the basics. So- Right. So this is episode one of Back to the Basics, where we're going to touch on some other topics. Um, And uh, so, you know, today, Back to the Basics was really about, you know, being a good listener, because I think you're 100% right. The more you speak to executives, the more I speak to executives, it is shocking often how some of these basics have been lost, how those muscles have gotten gotten, um, weak, flat, whatever muscles do. Um, And it's important for us to revisit them. So James, what were the three points of active listening that you shared with us today? I don't even remember now. Three active <laughs> listening. First and foremost, ask good questions, right? Be sure that you're thinking about the questions you want to ask versus, you know, the next thing you want to say. Secondly, you know, make sure your questions are short. Seven words or less goes a long way. Don't answer the question in your question. Uh, don't caveat them. Make them succinct. And third, you know, engage people in the listening pull people in, ensure that they get to be part of it. That type of conversation is just a lot more powerful. Awesome. Way to bring it home. Great feedback, um, great tips, great techniques. Use them today. How can you integrate that? And see, I'm bringing my coaching up here. How are you going to use it today? But we appreciate you and we would love for you to share this with somebody that needs to and share it with somebody that isn't a good listener, right? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So if you got to this point, you know why they sent it to you. But otherwise, just tell them not to listen to the end. <laughs> so, so share this with somebody that needs to hear it or just somebody that you like and you want to get them better. And join us for the other episodes. Make sure that if you have questions for us, James and I are both on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you. Direct message us, uh, follow us, all those things. So James, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you, Susie. And we appreciate everyone here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Quick Take, where we talk about the questions that are on the minds of executives everywhere. Connect with us and share what's on your mind. You can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, or whatever nerdy place on the internet you find your podcasts. All the links you really need are in the show notes.